Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are served from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band, full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more info. Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, right? Correct. I'm not a football fan, but uh, I, I pretty much remember that. And uh, she was saying that he is in, implicated in uh, apparently uh, the <coughs> prostitution ring. He's been charged for solicitation of prostitution. And just coincidentally, I had scheduled a guest today on from the um, U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking to talk about the story because, of course, it's not just a Florida angle. It is located here in Florida. Uh, this idea that uh, young women have been trafficked and are involved in these day spas or massage parlors. I don't even know what it massage was. Parlors. Yeah, and they've been, uh, you know, servicing um, multiple men over a period of time. And apparently a lot of it has been video recorded. And they have Robert Kraft on videotape having some sort of... Uh, Sex act performance. I don't want to see the tape, okay? Let's just leave that alone. Although I did hear somebody on Twitter, or I did read somebody on Twitter, say that if uh, if this this empire creep had wanted some publicity, all he had to do was make a sex tape, and he would have gotten probably better publicity than he's getting right now. But, you know, lucky for some people, lucky for uh, uh, Roger Stone that this whole case... Uh, happened the way it did this week because it took the attention off of his case, which uh, involved him being told by the judge yesterday, Amy Berman, that uh, he has a total gag order on him now. He is not to talk about anything <laughs> about this case anywhere in public. And uh, I, I would have imagined that that would have been slapped on him from the beginning, knowing Roger and, and how big a mouth he is. Um, so, but nobody even really covered that story last night. It was wall-to-wall -wall, uh, empire. And it was fascinating to me to watch a lot of the media personalities, because I didn't just watch the, the news that I prefer. I like to watch a local newscast for the most part, and then I like to watch... Um, you know, a little bit of uh, some of the pundits. I like to watch uh, Tucker for the most part, looking forward to like a Mark Stein uh, piece. And I'll watch a little bit of uh, the Hannity. And that's about it. I'm done after that. But I, I clicked around because the day that the allegations were made or the day after, um, it was wall-to-wall -wall coverage on MSLSD and on CNN and everywhere about uh, Jesse's, uh, you know, apparent uh, targeting um, with hate. So I said, well, now let's see what they have to say tonight. Not much. <laughs> Not much. They didn't say much. You know, they just said, now we're going to wait. We want to see what uh, all the evidence, we want to hear from it. And I'm thinking, man, you know, do they not see how disingenuous and how hypocritical it is to suddenly want to wait for the evidence? They didn't care at all about the evidence when they were, you know, jumping to the conclusion that any hate crime that involves MAGA or the president has to be true. So, you know, it's interesting. I, my immediate reaction was how are they going to implicate President Trump in Robert Kraft's um, charged, uh, being charged with soliciting a prostitute because, of course, he is a friend of President Trump. Hobo says nothing.
there won't be any connection. I say there will be. Um, but we both agree that the reopening of the Epstein uh, story is fascinating. I brought this up how many, about two months ago? I did that whole, like, um, yeah, you did. examination of how I thought that the, you know, because Donald Trump had nominated one of the attorneys for Epstein to a cabinet position, and I said, you know, this guy, I think he broke the law. I think that he should have, um, you know, he should have gone ahead, and he was a state attorney at the time, he should have prosecuted Jeffrey Epstein for these other crimes, and they just went away. You know, it was like nobody even talked about it. And, of course, yesterday, big story breaks, that, in fact, uh, a judge looked at this case again and said he should have been charged with with multiple um, trafficking things, and and he never was. All of a sudden, the human trafficking story has been pushed to the front, and I'm grateful for that. I got to tell you because I find it one of the most. Um, you want to know what a stain on America is? When I hear statistics about how many girls and women are trafficked during a Super Bowl, you know how Atlanta or wherever they are, those towns turn into uh, you know. I don't know the the what's the name of the ranch in in Nevada the Bunny Ranch you know yeah. everybody's uh, suddenly got a Bunny Ranch on every corner and I think it's despicable and I think it speaks very badly about America I think it speaks particularly badly about um, I gotta be honest with you about American men that's not you know just America problem that's a world problem but but you know if I have to sit around and listen to candidates on the Democratic side tell me that I should pay reparations for slavery. Let me tell you something you know i don't know any slaves my family never owned any slaves i don't know anybody who was a slave but i know people who have been involved in human trafficking i know people who have lost a child i know a couple that lost their child to human trafficking that is a stain on america and you're right on other countries right now but it never really comes up or if it does it gets pushed aside and if there's enough high profile people involved oh well then for, remember um we will uh we will see it get swept under the rug you know jeffrey epstein is a great example of this you know that that uh, lolita express there was there wasn't a single south florida media outlet that didn't cover that story when it first broke because of the personal connection and yet that story was, you know, gone and out of the public's view. He got a skimpy sentence um, and only on state charges, nothing on the federal level. And I was outraged. Um, the number of times that uh, the former president, Bill Clinton, was listed on the manifold of that plane. Uh, other people, I believe, including Donald Trump and other people who had uh, close relationships with Epstein, and had been seen, and the girls were uh, naming names, and there were a lot of big names, but, uh, you know, no big deal. Everybody just sort of, like, shrugged it off. And now, not getting shrugged off anymore. Now we're, now we're watching the police charging people for soliciting sex, you know, um, who, for all intents and purposes, may or may not have known if they were minors and if they were trafficked. I'm not sure. How, they, they can't bring up anything else on this, can I? I have seen anymore. Apparently they can. They can't. I was oh, yeah. wondering why this was coming back oh, up. Can yeah. they bring up charges on? Because oh, absolutely. About that. There are some crimes where the statute of limitations is longer than in, like you know, uh, drug drug uh, possession and things of that nature. Um, and I believe that human trafficking at the federal level, uh, there is no, there is no uh, time limit. 
you, you can prosecute somebody for that. Much like you can prosecute people um, for, you know, um, certain kinds of murder well beyond the statute of limitations. And let me tell you, even if they don't prosecute Jeffrey Epstein, it will be fascinating to see how he withstands the kind of pressure that's going to come now because all of a sudden the media is interested. You know, when I did that story two months ago, people ho-hummed. You know, I couldn't even get it to, to go a, a second round on the radio. I was getting emails. I was like, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein's old stuff. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, what made it current to me was the nomination of uh, of the prosecutor who didn't prosecute. Let's call it, let's put it that way. And so we're going to see. I mean, when you think of all the the cases that are in front of the American people right now, you got the Mueller probe is apparently over. That's going to be presented at some point next week. One can only hope they're not going to present it on the day the president is leaving for Vietnam where he's going to be doing this uh um this one-on-one -on -one with Kim Jong Un. Not that I would put that past uh, anybody, but let's let's presume that they hold back the summary report that Bill Barr gets it next week and he doesn't uh, meet with the president until the following week. That's just, you know, how I would think it would be played properly. But, you know, now we got our eyes on a fake hate hoax. We have our eyes on a resurgence of Jeffrey Epstein. Now we have the New England Patriots owner charged for soliciting sex in a case that just broke open this week here in Florida. And we have Roger Stone, who's on a total gag order for putting up a ridiculous photograph of the judge in the case with some, uh, you know, uh, behind her was a crosshairs. First of all, where do you even find that picture? When I look for a picture of uh, Judge, judge Amy Berman, there's like thousands of them, and I never found that one. Uh, but I'd leave it to Roger, he did. And we have uh, and we have s some other cases that people now we have this uh, ISIS bride uh, they're suing so that she can come back into this country. I mean, it's uh, uh, for my son who has that podcast behind the bar. It's like he doesn't know where to begin. Every legal case, Gwyneth Paltrow suing back. I mean, there are so many legal um, questions out there right now that nobody's going to pay any real attention to any one of them. And that's that's exactly what they kind of count on. I think the media likes that. Um, if they have a plethora of stories, they can just throw them all out, and you know somebody's going to be interested in one or the other. And all the people who hate the Patriots, this is like big news to them, right? Like I, <laughs> you know, for me, some you know, about that. yeah, for me, it doesn't. It, it could be him. It could be any. You know, I, I find it a despicable act to uh, solicit sex and pay for it. Um, oh, but it's the oldest profession, and guys like you think it shouldn't even be illegal. So it's fascinating because now, if you don't like the Patriots, all of a sudden everyone's going to stop being such a libertarian and say, yeah, yeah, you should go to jail, <laughs> you know, because they just want to see uh, uh, Mr. Kraft get punished. No, I was just saying off air, it was like the Dolphins could never beat him in a season, so they went ahead and put a charge on him. Is that what it is? Not no, it was, it was just a joke. Oh, okay. Um, it is... Is pretty interesting. Plus, we have a sentencing memo being filed today against Paul Manafort by Robert Mueller. I mean, I don't even know where to keep my focus. I mean, it's a good thing I have a attention deficit disorder. So Paul Manafort's not getting out anytime soon. Not getting out ever. I don't think. Yeah, they're burying him under the jail. And why? Why? I mean, you know. isn't this a little bit self-inflicted when he keeps getting caught lying? 
you know. But isn't it a little bit? How do I know what if he's lying or they tricked him or what? I just don't know. This just seems like an like uh, over the top. Yeah, no, no, it's an over the top punishment. How much lying can he be doing in solitary confinement? Who's he lying to, Mueller? I'd lie to Mueller too. Anyway, well, not if you you can't. If you say that you're gonna, once you break that, you're kind of screwed, aren't you? I think this whole thing is a sham of a travesty of a mockery. And trust me, um, Donald Trump's going to pardon him. All right, so coming up in the next segment, we'll be speaking with uh, a gentleman from a human trafficking organization that uh, tries to uncover human trafficking. And what a propitious time to have that interview scheduled now that we see the uh, New England Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, who has been charged with soliciting prostitutes in that bus that took place. Well, that was earlier this week, wasn't it? It just happened. And all these day spas. Tuesday or Monday? Yeah, all these day spas and all the rest of it. It's, uh, you know, it's always a Florida connection, isn't there? And uh, so we'll be talking with him, and hopefully he'll know a little bit about that as well. Um, and and it's fascinating. I was I was looking at, um, I guess it was, um, must have been Tucker Carlson last night, because I don't think I watched very much in terms of the punditry. No, it wasn't, actually. It really wasn't. It was um, the Sean Hannity show. And there was a young conservative guy on a college campus at UC Berkeley, so it's hard to call that a college. It's more like the liberal um, bastion where no conservatives are allowed to even walk around. And so this kid was doing a, um, I guess, uh, turning point sends out young college conservatives to try and get other college conservatives on campus to join forces and to speak up. And uh, he had a sign out about uh, hate crime hoaxes which I think, uh, you know, probably irritated the uh, assaulter. And they were also just, you know, trying to talk about making America great again. And, uh, you know, some guy came up, threw the table over. It was almost like a scene out of the Bible. And then punched this guy in the face, just clocked him. And it was all on videotape. And uh, the kid was on last night. uh, And big black eye. And the left, really, they've lost their minds. I mean, when I see liberals, I I do not have the desire to punch them in the face. Although I do remember that in the final year of the Obama presidency, when I would see like Obama-Biden bumper stickers that were still on cars, uh, you know, long after the election, and uh, just as we are finally nearing the end of the nightmare, I would think about, you know, just tapping the bumpers, but I never did it. You know, it was just a fleeting thought. These people come up, haul off, hit you right in the face, make up a a hoax and, and pin it on you, pin it on the president, pin it on supporters of the president like me and you. Yeah, they're just, they've completely lost their mind. It's not Trump derangement syndrome. It's a psychosis. And I don't know. I just don't know. Seems to me that... uh that we need to uh, calm them down. Maybe that we need to put something in the water, right? No, don't. don't start putting, no, no. Yeah, a little saltpeter no, in the no. water, calm them down. Wait, no? you're gonna be, like, Prozac? More, more fluoride, right? More fluoride. No, Prozac. No, they need to be like tranquilized. Yeah. 
you know, fluoride might help their teeth, but I, I need to like calm them all down, like a little Xanax yeah, or that's something. What, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's what uh, Germany used. High doses of fluoride. I'm kidding, Kobo. Well, mean, hey, listen, on. you brought it up around me. You already know. Jeez. Chemtrails. That's what we need. More chemtrails. Maybe. Who knows? Oh, God. Yeah, just over like New York and California. Just like, you know, just some stuff sprayed over yeah, the city. Yeah, didn't we just talk about government overreach and now you're talking about spraying and yes, putting stuff in yes, water? Because they're hurting people they're 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 out of control so we're gonna do population to, control like that not population control just calm them down just you know spray them with uh with uh what's the big uh, paxil you know just <laughs> spray them with paxil we don't want to hurt them we just want to tranquilize them okay because they're getting ridiculous well, you know there's other stuff that'd be easier just legalize marijuana we practically have hobo yeah, and they're not coming down instead their fathers are getting angry with them like kamala harris harris's father says her grandparents are rolling over in their graves because she implied that jamaicans all smoke pot which by the way is true enjoy friday night dinners at the american german club doors open at 5 p.m every friday night of the year dinner dessert and coffee services are optional serve from 6 p.m to 8 p.m only there's a live band from 7 to 11 playing ballroom standards party music and german traditional full bar with liquor and wine including german and domestic beers on tap ten dollars for admission and dinner is just twelve dollars visit americangermanclub.org for more information Wow. Welcome back. I mean, these stories just keep, uh, they just keep getting bigger and deeper and more um, crazy, which is why I'm awfully glad that I had already scheduled an interview, which is directly dealing with the subject. Um, and it, I'm going to be speaking with Jeff. I don't have a call screener, so you're going to have to pull it up with uh, Jeff from an organization called the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Joyce. Thank you so much for having me. Well, is this ever a story that's affecting South Florida? I mean, now we have uh, the headline news at the top of the hour was Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, um, was charged with soliciting sex in these uh, day, day spas where we know there was human trafficking. Yes. I'll tell you what, it, it's just, it, it's something that I'm so glad you're covering because we as a society have got to begin to understand the magnitude of this problem and just how high the amount of demand is. And that's where we have so much focus is the demand itself. It, it's identifying these guys that are out there buying sex like this mm -hmm. and begin to stop that. We've got to get a hold of this as a society. And really, it's going to take, uh, you know, a concerted effort on the part of law enforcement, not just, uh, you know, at the national level, but at these individual um, community levels. And I have to give it to the, uh, you know, the Florida police and the Jupiter police for shutting down this ring. Well, I absolutely agree. And Attorney General Ashley Moody mm -hmm. is right at the helm, right, at, you know, very much involved in this. And to see local law enforcement getting involved as well, Palm Beach County has a very effective task force over there that was started in 2017 and have seen a tremendous amount of arrests as a result of that since then. And so it is. It's about, it's about local law enforcement getting involved and identifying how they can engage with the buyers of sex to begin to shut that down. And it's also, though, it's, it's all the members of our community. It's really all of us understanding that not only just law enforcement, but each of us have a role 
in affecting our sphere of influence to begin to stop the demand for purchased sex in our community. You know, and how do you do that? Because I'm looking at, uh, we're, we've just put up some photographs of the, uh, the I don't know, do we still call them Johns? The men who used uh, these women for sex uh, that they were paying for. And, I mean, included in this list are are, are people of, of some substantial means, not just Robert Kraft, but uh, pastors and, you know, not people you normally think about involved in, in anything like this. Yeah, I agree with that. And so I guess to answer your question, do we still call them Johns? I think society probably does, but we actually don't like calling them the Johns because of the level of anonymity that allows. And so we really do want to identify who are these guys out there exploiting the women that they're purchasing in this way and to begin to stop that. And so your question of how do we all do that? So we were able to educate law enforcement and help them better understand the buying process and how to engage and identify these buyers, but also for businesses to understand the influence that they have over their employee population mm -hmm. and their ability to, for example, put in place HR policies that prohibit sex buying. Or it's working with the education system and helping to educate young boys growing up that it's just not okay to buy sex. Or working with churches and helping them to understand their sphere of influence. So for us, with our what we call our Trafficking Free Zone program, which is a program focused on how a community can get involved to stop the demand for sex within its community, what we offer are very pragmatic steps for all the different sectors of society and us as individuals with very specifically what can we do to eradicate the demand. And uh, and you've got a good w website full of information. Uh, if anybody wants to, we'll link it. It's usiaht.org. Um, you know, I was fascinated when reading through the website at just how many um, children and, and young boys are part of this human trafficking nightmare. I think we think about uh, foreign girls. That makes us somehow feel more comfortable. And when you realize that the victims that are trapped in this world of sex trafficking come in all genders and all ages. Well, I really appreciate that statement because it's true. We see from our perspective in all the different communities we work across the country, and we can extrapolate numbers, we see over 100,000 kids mm -hmm. under the age of 18 in America being trafficked for sex every day. These are American kids being raped and purchased by Americans in our own society. So this is, of course, it's an international problem, but this is a, an epidemic inside of our own country. And then you mentioned the boys. And so of that number, most people don't ever even think about boys. And yet we see statistics and studies saying maybe conservatively 10 to 15% of those kids are boys. But we have some studies saying up to 50% of trafficked kids are boys. And, and so in response to that, the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking, we opened the very first boys' safe home in America for young boys that are trafficked for sex. And we did that here in Florida. Wow. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, you know, I was thinking about when I was preparing for this interview was, you know, I'm listening to candidates who are running for the uh, presidency or nominations for the presidency talking about reparations for slavery and what they never talk about is how this is slavery in its purest form and it's taking place today not not a hundred years ago that's correct we do call this a modern day slavery and what what we also know again statistically is that there are more slaves on the planet today than at any other point in human history and yet you know look at our society we're so advanced and yet this is a major problem internationally 
And again, our focus is inside the United States. It's to get, to get people to understand just how big this problem is within our own borders and that all of us can, in fact, step up and help to eradicate this in our own communities. Who's the most vulnerable? I mean, obviously, we always think about runway runaways as uh, kids who might get caught up in this. But, um, you know, I, I think it's it's there are, are more um, kids coming out of these foster care and social service systems that end up uh, trapped in in this lifestyle than any other other method. Yes, we see statistics vary on this a little bit, but we've seen studies saying anywhere between 60 and 80% of kids that are trafficked come out of foster care. Ugh. And so foster the foster care system is a major feeder of children into this problem. Uh, you mentioned runaways as well. Runaways are extraordinarily vulnerable. So really, when looking at this, it's any child, any individual in our society that has certain vulnerabilities, they are absolutely prime for these traffickers who are extraordinarily wise mm. to come in and take advantage of these kids. And most of them are not just sexually abused, they're physically abused and assaulted all the time. All the physical abuse is extraordinary as well. Uh, what we do find is that most of the physical abuse that happens to these kids that are being sex trafficked or even women involved in prostitution, most of the violence is actually coming at the hands of the buyer mm. himself. Wow. It's, it's just frightening. So, you know, what do we do? I mean, you obviously said that communities have to take an active part in fighting this back. Oh, absolutely. And so, like I said, we have our what we call our Trafficking Free Zone program. And so, again, we're offering individuals with very pragmatic steps of what they can do. We have a 30-day abolitionist campaign that allows somebody to step through 30 days of very specific activities to affect their personal sphere of influence. It's very social media heavy. But then also, like I said, for businesses or schools or healthcare organizations, law enforcement agencies and the local government, it's all of these sectors of society standing up at the same time within that community saying, we are not going to tolerate this. We are declaring our region a trafficking free zone. That is a zero tolerance policy. And we're going to get everybody involved in the community firing away at demand at the same time, taking these very pragmatic steps to do that. All right. I mean, you know, one of the things that I always think about, though, is this is the, uh, you know, prostitution itself is one of the oldest, uh, you know, as they like to point out, it's one of the oldest trades. And how do you really, you know, we live in a, in a society now where sex has become just commonplace anywhere in front of your children, anything. And to try and, you know, change people's minds about that, are we going to be able to do that? Well, I'll tell you from our perspective, it's not about sex. It's about purchased sex. Mm, right. And purchasing sex in our society is illegal. It's an illegal activity. And so we also recognize that uh, prostitution is driving a significant amount of sex trafficking as well. So it, it comes down to the demand. And so the demand for purchased sex is why we have prostitution. The demand for purchased sex is why we have sex trafficking. And so that's why we are so vehemently focused on eradicating the demand for purchased sex. Because when we do that, we are eradicating sex trafficking from our society. Mm. Well, keep up the good fight. I'm glad that I was able to, you know, get a hold of you today. It couldn't have been a more perfect timing. You know, now we're looking at this uh, reopening of the whole Jeffrey Epstein story, which is another Florida story. 
which I, I a couple of months ago I got on the air and I said, you know, how did he get away with not having to face federal charges of, of sex trafficking, which is basically what he did. And all of a sudden today it's in the news that, that perhaps that is something that was missed. Yep, it's back in the news. And, and I, I tell you what, the breakings of these stories just recognizing that these are only the ones that are being broken, right? These are the right. stories that are being broken. Imagine, therefore, the amount of this activity that's taking place across the state of Florida, in our communities, across this country. And that's why, really, it comes down to all of us stepping up and getting involved to eradicate this problem. And again, the website is usiaht.org, and click on the trafficking free zones um, in you know icon, and it'll take you to how a community can get involved in this. Thanks so much for coming on, Jeff. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joyce. Thanks for having us. Bye-bye. All right, all right. Uh, it's just, it's amazing, you know, when you think about it in a in a world where. Pretty much uh, nobody has, uh, you know, moral uh, encumbrances for sex. People live together, shack up, have all kinds of sex, and yet there's still this demand to purchase sex, which leads to all this human trafficking. It's, it's a scourge. It really is. This is modern-day slavery. You can't even believe I'm watching some of the spin meisters out there trying to spin all of these stories, whether it's uh, the Empire uh, Kid or the Robert Kraft story. And it all basically uh, still always ends up with somehow Donald Trump's name being dragged into it. It is absolutely amazing. Right now, a new migrant caravan is forming as Mexican cities that border the United States keep swelling with asylum seekers but uh there's no crisis on the border i mean i want you to understand that uh, uh jim acosta told me that there's no crisis on the border therefore uh, it must be true right vice president mike pence visited an economically struggling neighborhood in a northeast section of south carolina's capital uh yesterday to tout the opportunity zone program and of course the u.s senator tim scott who is a um you know, from that state, um, was glad to see him there. You know, if if we don't look at some of these communities that are struggling and recognize the fact that they are overburdened with illegal immigrants, um, we're selling American citizens short. The crisis isn't only at the border. The crisis is uh, in cities that you'd never, and in states where you'd never expect to hear about such a crisis. You know, when I think about the human trafficking angle, and here in South Florida, you know, this is something that uh, really affects each one of us. Because where you have um, these kinds of whatever they were called, day spas, massage parlors, or everything else, um, they need to have basically these sex slaves to operate their businesses. And for the most part, uh, people just, you know, ignore this problem. And, and until you can bring, uh, you know, I'm, I'm almost grateful that they have a celebrity kind of guy that they are going to be able to point to so that everybody can see this is a real issue. This is not another manufactured crisis. And yet, I'm looking at the media across the board. They're only talking about Robert Kraft. They're not talking about these day spas and the human trafficking and the idea that these girls were subjected to, or these women were subjected to multiple sex partners every single day, day after day, um, you know, as virtual slaves. 
That's why, believe me, I get incensed when I hear Kamala Harris and all the rest of them talking about reparations for slavery. Let me tell you something. I don't know anybody who was a slave. I don't know anybody um, who, who owned a slave. Uh, but I can see that in the very state where I live, sex slaves exist. And forget reparations. How about let's just uh, save them? You know, how about... Let's let's fight our own version of a, a civil act action or a civil war to stamp it out. It's just it's it's outrageous and very very disturbing. So and, and just keep these caravans coming. If there's no crisis, don't worry. We'll have plenty of young girls and women who've already been subjected to rape by these uh, coyotes and human traffickers. Well, they'll be just uh, ready to rock and roll, as they say. Um, a shame, shame on us, shame, shame on us. Anyway, I thank you for your time this time. Until next time, it's been quite a week, really, when you think about it. It's just been an emotional week. So we all need a little time off, a little R&R. I hope you uh, spend some time. I'm going to the movies tomorrow. I'm going to see Run the Race, Tim Tebow's movie. Um, and, and I hope uh, that it'll help me to escape a little bit from the news. Please, Lord. Let me just turn the TV off. So thank you for your time this time. Until next time, I will be back on Monday at 10 a.m. Remember my new time, if it be his will and he delays his coming. Uh, congratulations to JC and Ashley, who uh, I was at their wedding this morning. Congratulations, my friends. Uh, welcome to marriage. It's everything that we told you it was. Thanks, Hobo, but thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless the United States.